Good evening, Rabbi Sai. Good evening, Rabbi Sai. Sorry, it takes a few minutes to get into gear here. Modern gear. Um, we started the Mishnah last week on Daf Chaf, on the base, the beginning of the second paragraph. Let's just recap the uh, Mishnah again. Let's at least read the Mishnah. read the Mishnah inside again. There is a couple of Rashi's still outstanding. The Mishnah says like this, Ayoshin Sukkah, somebody who sleeps under the bed in a Sukkah, and the Gemara will explain that that bed is um, tent fochim high, off the floor. He's not, you can't be able to admit the sukkah, it's like outside the sukkah. Omrav Yehuda, but Rabbi Yehuda argues, We used to sleep under the bed, under these beds in front of the zakein, and they never said anything to us. So it's quite clear that he holds, you can be yotza, mitzvah sukkah under the bed. Omrav Shimon says, Rabbi Shimon, to refute the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, it was a story with Tevi, the Eved, who was an Eved Kanani of Rabban Gamliel. He slept under the bed. Look at my He's, sleep, he's sleeping under the bed. This was just sort of like an off-the-cuff comment that Rabbi Gamliel made. says Rabbi Shimon, from here we can learn if you sleep under the bed, under the sukkah, and the bed's ten tvochim high, the, 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 the base of the bed, the underside of the bed to the floor is ten tvochim or more, you're not yotza. And that's why Rabbi Gamliel was saying, my servant Tevi is a Tamil Chacham because he knows that if you sleep under the, under the bed, you're not yotza. And that's why he slept over there. We quoted last week a Machlokas, which we'll come back to, between Rashi and the Rif, and Rashi and other Rishonim on either side. Rashi says that the reason why lo yotza is because it's oil mafsik, there's another oil on top of you, and the Rif holds because it was like Sukkah sukkah. And again, we discussed um, the various uh, uh, shot him over there. So we're up to the, um, I think the second Rashi on the Mishnah. Noegim Ayinu, Talmud Mefarish Gemara. The Gemara will explain the reason of Rabbi Yehuda why he holds that under a bed is not a problem. Rabbi Yehuda, if you remember from the beginning of the Masech, there's of the opinion that a sukkah's got an oil keva, is a diras keva, and it's got a din of a permanent. Therefore, an oil, which is an aray, cannot counterbalance and counteract the sukkah, which is permanent. So I've got a permanent, according to the Chachomim, sukkah is aray, under the bed is aray, so one knocks the other out, and I'm under the bed, and I'm not yotza. According to Yehuda, sukkah's got a din of a keva, and the bed is an aray, so that can't override the bed. Comes on the next Rashi, and this is a very interesting Rashi. And you look at this Rashi, and you think, yeah, it's posh, it's a Rashi, very simple, but it's not so, it's like most things in Life, particularly in learning. Maisa tevi avdo. Says Rashi. Va'avodim peturim min ha'sukkah. Avodim are potter from sukkah. The mitzvah say shazman garama nashim peturis, because a mitzvah on a mitzvah say shazman garama women are potter. V'chol sheisha chayeves evet nami chayev because it means a So it's interesting how Rashi puts it like that. If a woman is chayev, an evet is chayev, and therefore if a woman is not chayev. Never is not chayev. 
because you have exeri shava la la meisha al chup shalei nitan la with an eved, and it says, uh, uh, I think, is, is it a cost of law? Say for creases with this. So we've got a gazerish of a law, law, that just like women are potter from mitzvah, say shas mangroma. So an eved is potter. We all know that. Everybody who knows a little bit about ever knani will tell you, yeah, ever knani is potter from a mitzvah, say shas mangroma, law, law, meisha. Right, posh. And why are women potter from sukkah? Well, obvious. It's mitzvah shas mangroma. I mean, they're not chayev. Well, 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 is but is it so obvious? You look at the Gemara later, in Daf Kavches, the Gemara wants to suggest, right, the Gemara says that women are potter from sukkah because it's a halacha no Moshe Misinai. Yeah? Hilchasa, it's, it's a halacha, the Gemara discusses whether it's a pasuk or not, and the Gemara comes up and he says, Hilchasa Ninu. It's a halacha no Moshe Misinai that women are potter from sukkah. So you'll say to me, why do I need halacha no Moshe Misinai? I mean, it's a mitzvah. If this isn't a mitzvah, as I say, Shazman Grama, if sukkah is not a time-bound mitzvah, then what is? So the Gemara says, it gets two opinions, one of Abayo and one, oh, I think it's Rabba, Rava, that there are two svaras that we would have that women should be chayav in sukkah. Number one, there's a, a rule that teshvu ke'in toduru, that you should live in the sukkah like you live in your house. And it's normal that a person lives with his wife in the house. So it says Abaya, the svar of Teshu should enter, can enter Duru, should dictate that a woman is chayv in sukkah. Maybe because of her husband, but the Maiset should dictate she's chayv in the sukkah because this is my house for the week and the lady lives in his house also. That's one svar. And the other svar is that there's a Gzair Shava, which we all know about, Tesvav, Tesvav. There's a Gzair Shava with Gzair, it's a Chamisha Asa um, on, on, on Pesach and there's a Chamisha Asa on Sukkot and that's how we know that there's a Chiv Daraisa to eat a kazais, kebets, or whatever it may be, on the first night of sukkahs, the exact same chiyuv, it's not the same mitzvah, but the same level of chiyuv to eat matzah on Seder night, you have to eat a kazais of sukkah on the first and second night of sukkahs. First night Seder night Daraisa, first night sukkah Daraisa. Second night Seder night Rabbonah, second night sukkahs Chutzlar, it's a Rabbonah. Exactly the same. The rest of sukkahs is different, because matzah, eating matzah the rest of Pesah, maybe is a mitzvah, maybe not a mitzvah, they're gone, but Pashtas, it's, uh, it's a rishus. Whereas if you eat in the sukkah, you're makayim a mitzvah, there's no shayla. But the chiyuv to eat in the sukkah is only on the first night, and it's exactly the same as the chiyuv of matzah. How do we know? Tesvav, tesvav. It's a gzeri Famous gzeri Says Rava, I might have thought that women are chayim because of gzeri Women are chayim in everything to do with Pesach. Because kol sheyeshlev abal tochal chomet sheyeshlev bekum achal matzah. Women, why are they chayv in matzah? Should be potter from matzah. Mitzvah seishas mangromet. And he said, "Deny." The answer is no. Lo yisaychel al of chomet shivas yomim taychel al of matzah. There's a hekesh to matzah and 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 chomet. So therefore, women are chayv in chomet because it's a lo yisasei, and if they're chayv in chomet, they're chayv in matzah. So when it comes to Pesach, they're chayv in it all lock, stock, and barrel. So I might have thought making gezeres shava. Tesvav, Tesvav, they should be chayv in sukkah. Just like matzah, which is a mitzah seishas mangroma. They're nevertheless chayv. Maybe sukkah should be the same. Komash malon, halacha l'moshe misinai, the women are potter from the sukkah. That's the Gemara in Dafkav Ches. So what is Rashi on earth, is Rashi over here doing, saying that women are potter, that avodim are potter from the sukkah. Why? Because there's a mitzah, so we know that avodim have the same halacha as women. And sukkah is a mitzah, say, shazman, grama, and therefore just like women are potter from the sukkah, so avodim are also potter. What on earth is going on over here? Women are not potter from the sukkah because there's a mitzah, say, shazman, grama. Women are potter from the sukkah, then we're asking, 
What's what's Rashi saying that it's it's a mitzvah mangrove? So the Rishash comes along with something very clever, and he wants to he quotes you a Mishnah of a Melech. There is a shita of Tosfos. It's a Mishnah Melech and Hilchas Mulochim. There is a shita of Tosfos that women that sorry avodim that means Eved Kanani is chayiv in the mitzvah of Peru Uravu. An Eved says Tosfos shita. This is a shtickle Torah in Tosfos, not in the Rambam. That an Eved is chayiv in Peru Uravu. He's chayiv. He's chayiv procreation. So the kasha is, but one second. We've got Gzer Shava, La La Meisha. There any mitzvahs that a woman is chayiv in, and Evan is chayiv in, and any mitzvah that a woman is potter, and Evan is potter. And a woman is potter from Pruravu, we paskin, right, the Kivshua, that a woman is potter from mitzvah Pruravu. The husband's got the chiv, not the wife. Women are potterin from Pruravu. Mitzad that, a woman's not mechiv to get married, Mitzad Pruravu. She's not mechiv. So how can it be that says, Frank the Mishalem how can an Evan be chayiv? You're telling me there's a gzera shava la la meisha. Well, the halachas that are applicable, that was obviously that would be relevant. Well, the halachas that a woman is chayev in, an evad is chayev, and a woman is potter, an evad is potter. So if a woman is potter in pruravu, an evad should also be potter in pruravu. What's, what's going on? Says the Mishnah Mala. He says that the gzera shava of la la only applies to mitzvahs asir shazman garama. Right? Without going into the details, he says that the Gezeira, this is the basic, the Shash is basing himself on this Mishnah that the Gezeira Shava La La, you'll only learn out that an Eved is Potter from a Mitzvah because a woman is Potter if she's Potter because of Mitzvah Seishas Mangrom. If she's Potter for other reasons, like in the case of Puravu, so then, which she's Potter because there's another Potter, with Kivshua, something to do, Puravu is not a Mitzvah Seishas Mangrom, right? It's got nothing to do with Mitzvah Seishas Mangrom. She's part for another reason. Then the, the, the Xereshova of La, La Meisha doesn't apply. The Xereshova of La, La Meisha only applies where the woman is part because of a mitzvah, say Shazmangaroma. We say, right, she's potter. La, La tells me, Evid is potter. If she's potter for any other reason, then it doesn't apply to an Evid and he's going to be chayef. And that's why Tosfus holds that although a woman is potter from Puravu, an Evid is chayef because she's potter for other reasons. So then he quotes something else. There is a din that when you bring a carbon, you have to do smicha on the carbon. You're going to lean, you put your full weight on the carbon, you do smicha on the carbon before the shechita. There is a, there is a, uh, uh, um, a halacha that women are potter from smicha. Why? Because says double b'nei Yisrael, it's a drosh of b'nei Yisrael v'samach. The Pesach says b'nei Yisrael v'samach. From there we learn b'nei Yisrael do smicha, but not b'nei Yisrael. So it's a gezeris hakosov that women are potter when they bring a carbon, they do not have to do, they don't do smicha. Right? Noshim soimchas rishus, do you allow them? That's the sugi rosh hashanah, mitzah, whether they can make a bracha or on a mitzah seishas mangrom. That, that's, that's neither here nor there. A woman is not chayev to do smicha on a carbon that she offers up. She's not chayev. She's not chayev to do smicha on a carbon that she offers up. She wants it, it's a different shine. She's not chayev. And the halacha is, not only is a woman not chayev, but an Eved is also not chayv. It's also not chayv. Because it's lala meyisha. We learn out lala meyisha. Says the Mishamelech, this just flies in the face of what I told you. I just told you that we only use lala meyisha to tell you that an Eved is potter. Right? In a case where it's touring the woman of Mitzvah Shazman Grama. And here when it comes to smicha, an isha is potter, because of exeris hakosov, of a samach b'nei Yisrael, of a samach, a new drasha. So why is an evet potter? According to my reasoning, an evet should be chayv.
Can a woman be an Evid? She could be, yeah. She could be. Says the, says the, we should be called a Shifcha, not an Evid, but in the same status. Says the Mishnah Melech, I'm going to answer this with a Toysfus. Toysfus asks a Kasha. Why do I need a Drosha of a Somach, sorry, B'nai Yisrael of a Somach, to tell me that Noshim are Potter, is this in the way, by the way? No, to tell me that Noshim are Potter from Mitzah Seishas Mangrom. Why do I need a Potter? It's a, sorry, sorry, I'm not thinking. Why do I need a Potter to tell me that women are not high to do Smicha? Right? There's a Gzeres HaKosov, B'nai Yisrael of a Somach, women are Potter from Smicha. Why do I need a Potter? Smicha is a Mitzah Seishas Mangrom. You only do smicha by yoyim. You don't do smicha by laila. So if smicha is the mitzvah, says Shazman Groma, says Toysavus, why don't you need a pasuk of B'nai Yisrael the Samach? Says Toysavus. Because if I'd be relying entirely on mitzvah, says Shazman Groma, I'd have another drosha. It says, V'samach v'shochat. There's a hekesh between smicha and shechita. And I would say, anybody who's in the parish of doing shechita is chayav to do smicha. And a woman can do shechita, technically. Therefore, she should be chayv smicha. So if I was relying on the general rule of mitzvah, seishas mangroma, I would say that she's she's chayv because I've got a drasha of a samach v'shachat. A hekesh between smicha and shechita that makes her chayv. Therefore, I need to have another gezer sakosov to counteract it of b'nei Yisrael the samach, but a woman is potter from smicha. Says the Mishnah Melech, what's going on over here is, that if you ask me why does a woman not have to do smicha on a carbon, do you know why? Because it's a mitzvah, asay, shazman, groma. That's why. For no other reason. I will say, but the Gemara says it's a drosha of a samach, b'nei Yisrael of a samach, but we only need that drosha to counteract the other drosha. The samach, the shochat, tells me a woman is chayim in smicha. B'nei Yisrael, the samach, tells me the woman is pot in smicha. So that drosha cancels out the other drosha. And what are we left with? That a woman is potter because the mitzvah says she's mangrom. And so why is a woman potter from smicha? Not because of B'nai Yisrael the Somach. The way Tosav says. Because that drosha is used to cancel out another drosha. You know why she's potter? Because the mitzvah says she's mangrom. Oh, if a woman's potter from smicha because of a mitzvah says she's mangrom, then I can use la la Yisha to tell me that an Evan is also potter because it's a mitzvah she's mangrom. Says the Rishash, if you follow that reason, you know what Rashi's talking about. What do you mean Rashi says that women are potter from a sukkah because of mitzvah shazman groma? That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says they're potter because Allah Chalom Sinai. Says the Rishash, if they were potter because of Allah Chalom Sinai, then an Evid would be chayev. Because lo lome isha only works when the Torah of Isha is Mitzvah Shazman Groma. And if you're telling me that women are potter because it's Halacha Lomosh Misinai, so never should be Chayev. But the Mishnah says very clearly in Evan is potter. Says Rashi, do you know why a woman is chay- potter from a sukkah? Not because of Halacha Lomosh Misinai. She's potter because of Mitzvah Seishas Mangroma. What do you mean Mitzvah Seishas Mangroma? The Gemara says Halacha Lomosh Misinai. What does the Gemara say? The Gemara says that I've got Svaris that a woman should be Chayev despite it being Halacha Lomosh Misinai. That tesvov, tesvov, teshiv again to duru. That all Allah Lamashim is seen like does is to counteract the svaras that a woman should be chayev. Your starting point is that a woman is potter from a sukkah because the mitzvah says shazman groma. That's your starting point. But I've got svaras that she should be chayev, tesvov, tesvov, and teshiv again to duru. They are counteracted by the halacha Lamashim is So all the halacha Lamashim is does it knocks out the other problems, leaving us with what? Exactly like the smicha case. 
that drosha knocks out that drosha. And what's the reason that an isha is potter? Because it's a mitzvah sasish, as mangaroma. So the emestika reason why a woman is potter from a sukkah is because the mitzvah shes, man, shes mangaroma. And that's what Rashi's pointing out over here. Noshim peturis. And therefore, an evad is potter, because lola meisha. Were she potter for any other reason, we wouldn't be able to apply the rule of lola meisha, and an evad would be chayv. And that's why this very nocturnous little Rashi, who says noshim peturis, because mitzvah shes mangaroma, says Rishas, there's a whole strickle story going on over here. I want you to understand that Rashi's Telling us daf kafches, where the Gemara says alochem moishu misinai, that's not why they're potter. They're potter because it's a mitzvah seishas mangroma. The alochem moishu misinai only comes to counteract the svaras that should make them chayev. And once it's a, it's a mitzvah seishas mangroma, then we can apply the general rule of lola meisha that an eved should also be chayev. So next time you come across a Rashi that looks simple and obvious, be rest assured there's a lot more than meets the eye. Okay. When, 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 uh, when uh, you do Samicha after Shechita. Before, right? before, before Shechita. After it's too late. Right. Yeah, 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 before Shechita. What, what do you say to exactly? The rest, you rest on the animal, you, you lean on the animal. Right. You lean, you put your weight on the animal, and you lean, you lean on the animal. It's part of the avoda of the, of the, of the Karbonis. But, but if it's not, if it's just a normal Shechita. No, no, we're talking about in the Beis Hamikdash. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, I made myself clear. So about a Karbon that you bring in the Beis Hamikdash, and there's a Chiv to do Shechita, uh, Smicha on it. Well, it's not really a red herring because without that red herring, you'd have a black herring. You've got yeah. The reason, if in other words, what the Rishash is saying is that the reason why she's part of mitzvah says she's mangroma. So what do need the lachal emotion misina for? The lachal emotion misina I need is to back up that mitzvah seishas mangroma because I've got reasons why a woman should be chayev. I've got gzeir shavu to Pesach I could make, tesvav, tesvav. I've got a svar of teshvu kein todur. You've got to live like your normal household and the wife lives with the husband in the house. So I've got, if I would just have a lachal emotion, um, if I would just have, pardon me, mitzvah seishas mangroma, I'd say a woman is chayev in this case. Look at matzah. Matzah, a woman, is a mitzvah seishas mangroma, but a woman's chayev because I've got hekesh to chomets. Right. So, similarly with sukkah, if I didn't have, if all things being equal, I would say, yes, it's a mitzvah seishas mangrama, but I've got two svaras, why she should be chayev, and I'd make a chayev. So the Lachan Moshe comes and counterbalances them, and says, don't make those droshas. Don't say over here, teshuva kein toduru. Don't say tesvav, tesvav. So you've knocked that off, so what are you left with? With your starting point. Mitzvah seishas mangrama. So if somebody asks you, why is a woman part of a sukkah? The answer is, mitzvah seishas mangrama. The halachal meishu is only to counteract the the the, the forces that are saying make a no. It's a, it's a contradiction to the svara that she should be chayev. I've got two svaras. So I start with my mitzvah says mangroma. I then come along with svaras which would override it. Comes halachal meishu minisina. I says goodbye to those svaras, and I'm left with my mitzvah says mangroma. That's that's it. Well, that's and therefore, since the patur of an isha is mitzvah say shazman groma, I can apply the gzeir shava of la la meisha. Say that evad is also potter. Because if it was a different patur, then I wouldn't say lola meisha. That's the Mishnah Melech Shtikul Torah in Ilchas Melachim, right? When he's talking about uh, uh, he's talking about Puravu, But the Rishash says you can apply exactly the same thing to this Rashi. Okay, let's move on to the next Rashi. So Rabbi Yehuda holds that your yotze tachas amita comes along Reb Shimon and he says, I've got a story with Rabbi Gamliel which backs up the Chachomim, you're not Yotza under the Mitra. So Rabbi Gamliel made this comment about his Eved and he said, my Eved is a, uh, 
what do you call it? My Evid is a, is, is, is a Talmud Chacham. He knows what he's doing, etc., etc. Kloima. No. Rashi's saying Kloima over here, Lechoria, because what do you mean? Lafida ken lomadu means we can learn out from this story. Well, what do you mean we can learn out from this story? Did Ramagamliel not say it black and white? Ramagamliel said, what did he say to the Zakanim? Did you see my, te- my, 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 my Tevela? He knows that Avodim Apata and Geshlofen under the bed. Is that not black and white? That, that, that you can't, that, that under the bed is not a place of sukkah? What's it? Lafida Kainu? Yeah, based on what Ram Gamliel said, the story we, Lamadnu we can learn out. What do you mean we can learn out from the story? Ram Gamliel pretty much said it black and white. That's Rashi's Kloima. What does it mean? Even though he wasn't telling us as a halachic statement, I want you to know my Eved is Potter and he knows to sleep under the bed. No, it was Sichas Chulim. He was just talking about his Eved, just by the way. He's making a light-hearted comment, a positive light-hearted comment about his Eved. From his light-hearted, positive comment, we can learn. In other words, Rabbi wasn't coming to tell them a halacha. He wasn't. It wasn't a halachic discussion. It was a. I say light-hearted is the wrong connotation, but it was a light comment that he made. He knows that. You know what I mean. So from that event, that story that took place, we can learn. And the Rashash points out the when the Gemara at the end, at the end in a couple of Ahmed to to Daf when the uh, oh no the next stuff sorry when it discusses this in a little bit more detail the the uh, Gemara says that <coughs> quotes a a member of Rav that even sichas tamid chachomim trichalimut no when tamid chachomim even when they peer what I be like I wouldn't call it idle chatter but just regular stum chatter we can learn from what they say also anybody who's come in contact with a very big Talmud Chacham will know that whatever he's speaking about there's always a lot to learn right and Allah's come with a camera to about Bizman Mishnah so the Orachanet says that's Lufidar Keinu Lufidar Keinu that we have this rule that Afilu Sichas Sichas on Shel Tamit Chachamim Trichalimud for whatever Talmud Chacham says you can learn following Dar Keinu that principle that we have we can take out for the words of Rebbe Gamliel a backup for the Chachomim but if you sleep under the bed you're not yet. What about if the Eved wasn't a Talmud Chacham would he still be able to do it? No it wasn't a matter of what he's able to do it he's saying that look he knows what to do but he, he doesn't know what to so do So we would have told him if he rightly could sit in the sukkah if he wants well we're going to discuss this in a minute in Tosfos otherwise we, if he's in the way we'll tell him we don't want you he'll go under the bed we, we have not enough space for everyone we'll see Let, let's, let's get to Tosfos in a minute it's a point that sort of Tosfos touches on let's have a look at the first Tosfos which Bit difficult, but let's go through it. Hayashan tachas amitah besukah liyot zidei chavase. Says Tosus. Begemara mukiloshmua begvoya asora. The Gemara says that the we're talking about a bed which is ten tefachim high. In other words, when I say ten tefachim high, that means the air space under the bed from the underside of the base of the bed to the floor is ten tefachim. The pachos mikan lechashuv oil lahafsik. If it's less than ten tefachim, it's not considered an oil to be mafsik between you and the schach. So, reading Tosfos, he seems to be following the opinion of Rashi and the Balamor that the problem of under the bed is not because of sukkah tachas sukkah, it's because it's an oil mafsik, there's an oil in the way. Then he carries on and says something which seems to say the opposite. Or matzina lemeima, and we could possibly say, 
The Shmuel, that Shmuel who holds it needs to be ten Tvachim under the bed, Letame is following his opinion, the Machshiv Aperet Kama Tachtona, Kesheim Belyona Sorot. Remember there was a Machlokis earlier when you've got Sukkah Tachas how much airspace, what depth of airspace do you need in the top sukkah to make it possible, but to make the bottom one possible. And the opinion of um, Shmuel is, unless the top one is ten Tvachim high, the bottom one isn't possible. He says, maybe Shmuel's going to lish it also. But according to the other Amiroim over there, one was one tefach, one was four tefachim, that the top sukkah, even if it's less than ten tefachim, will puzzle the bottom sukkah. Perhaps it will be also considered an oil hafsik less than ten. So Tosus, I don't quite know, we'll see when we do the Gemara, we'll come back to another issue with this Tosus. Tosus seems to be merging the two together. He's saying, well, the problem with the bed, why it's no good under the bed, is because it's oil mafsik. He's saying very clearly it's oil mafsik. He doesn't say because it's sukkah tacha sukkah, like the riff. Right, in the Ramban, he doesn't say that. He says oil mafsik. And then he says, well, Shmuel says ten, but maybe that's lishitosoi in the case of sukkah tacha sukkah, where he needs ten. But the others who hold you don't need ten, maybe he also don't need ten. Well, I don't quite get it, because... If you held that the reason the problem over here was Sukkah Tachas then I understand. Well, maybe he's going to Lishitase. He holds Sukkah Tachas is 10. He also needs 10. But if you hold the reason is Oil Mafsik and not Sukkah Tachas so why are you bringing in Sukkah Tachas But Tosis does. He says, you see, in Sukkah Tachas less than 10, according to some others, is considered a Sukkah. So maybe it's enough of an oil when we learn the dinner of Oil Mafsik. So he's not making a clear cut between the two Svaras. says, Tosis Veshema Mitoshani. Perhaps a bed is different. The Gemara says, that a mita is an oil aray. Therefore everybody agrees that less than 10 is not considered anything. And we'll see Mitzvah soon in the Gemara, why a mita is considered an oil aray. And since it's an oil aray, it's something very temporary. Therefore he wants to say, Everybody will agree, even though they may in other cases think that it's enough to have less than 10 tvachim, sukkah, tachah, sukkah, here they'll agree on 10. Okay. Well, as I say, we'll come back to this tosis briefly when we, when we start the Gemara. We also touched on the bed before, no? We did, yes, correct. And we're going to come into it again and we'll, we'll, we'll go back over that with the kinofas, with the full canopy bed, which we spoke actually about last week. Quite right. Reisem teviav, the second tosis. Shutamut chacham. Says Tosfos, Eved Kosha Hoya could Easter perfection the Brachos. So he says he was going to Eved Kosha, as it says in the second paragraph of Brachos. So the Aruch says, why is Tosfos mentioning Eved Kosha? Because the Gemara says in Ksubas that you're not allowed to teach an Eved Torah. So how did uh, what's Rabbi Gamliel making out? Oh, this is my Eved. Somebody's gone and taught him this lechayra, which they shouldn't have done. So there's some fishy business going on over here. Says Tosis, no, 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 no. He was an Eved Kasha. He was Talmud Chacham. He taught himself. The Gemara Ksuba says you can't teach an Eved Torah, but he can learn himself. And that's what he means by Eved Kasha. He's a Talmud Chacham. He taught himself. Okay. Ubi Yerushalmi Tani. The Yerushalmi we've learned Shoyemenyech Tfilin. That Tevi also put on Tefillin. And the rabbis did not object. Or Parich, and the Yishami asks, We find that the Rabbi Gamliel, the Chachomim, the other way round. 
objected that he shouldn't sit in the sukkah. He's under the bed. So Taisvis, the, the Rishami learns, what's he doing under the bed? What's he doing under the bed? Playing hide and seek? What's he under the bed? So, so Rishami understands, in the Havamina, he was told, get, you're not supposed to be in here, we don't want you in here, we're not, we're not interested in you being, get, get under the bed. Alright, Michubem Chachomim, get out, get under the bed, we don't want you here. And therefore the Gemara's got a, the Rishami's got a steerer. When he put on Tvilin, nobody said anything to him. He put on Tvilin, put on Tvilin, nobody said a word. And here he comes in the sukkah, he's doing the mitzvah sukkah, get under the bed. That's how Tresvus learned the, 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 that's how Tresvus seems to learn the Yerushalmi's kasha. Now, if that's what the Yerushalmi means, it's a bit problematic. Because if we understand, the Yerushalmi will be slightly differently. Right? If we understand he was told, because Tresvus says, Michu boy. Right? They objected. If they objected, they means they told him, get under the bed. So, the, what's the raya? Right? He was Talmud Chacham. Right, he knows. What do you mean he knows? He was kicked under the bed. What's he got to do with? He knows. If you look in the run of the Ritzva, they learn that he that in Yerushalmi and the Mashal says you have to learn like this in Tosis also, even though it doesn't fit in some of the words. He wasn't told to get the Yerushalmi understands in the half a minute. He wasn't told to go under the bed. He was worried he, they would object to him being Makai Mitzvah Sukkah, and therefore of his own accord he went under the bed. So this Michu Bechachomim, Hachagab Sukkah Michu Bechachomim, this is how the, the, the Mashra says you're going to have to learn in Tosis, not that they were actually objecting. He was worried that they would object, and that's why they, he went under the bed. Oh, so then you see that he knows the Talmud Chachem, and he knows that under the bed is not in the Sukkah. So what Yerushalmi's question is, when it came to putting on tefillin, nobody said a word. Nobody said a word. So, they didn't object him doing a mitzvah, say, Shazman Groma, right? A mitzvah Teresa. And here, when it comes to sukkah, he's suddenly worried they're going to object, so he climbs under the bed. That's, that's the, why in one case are they worried, the one case are they not worried? Says, Teresa's, Umeshani, and the Yerushalmi answers, you got it wrong. He didn't go under the bed because he was worried they would object. He, you know, I went under the bed. But Amos, just like they didn't object with Tefillin, he, they wouldn't have objected to him in the sukkah. So why did he go under the bed? Because he, where else are you going to go on top of the bed? But the other, the other Zakanian, the other Chachomim, needed to sleep in the sukkah. So he couldn't want to take up a space. There wasn't enough room. So he slept under the bed. Oparich, so the Yishomi asks, if he doesn't want to make it too tight for the Chachomim and make enough space for the Chachomim, what's the design of the Sukkah? You go out. Why are you there? Omeshani and the Gemara Shami answers, the right to hire Lishmaya Divri Chachomim. He wanted to hear the Divri Chachomim. So what's the story? The Maskon of the Yerushalmi is that Tevi, Tevi went under the bed because he knew that he's not taking up any Sukkah space. Because you can't be out under the bed, and he wants to be on hand to hear what the Talmud Chachamim were talking about, and therefore he went under the bed. Had he been a full a Jew, a, a normal Jew, he wouldn't have been able to do that then. Correct. So if he was like a gay, he could put on the filling, couldn't he? He wasn't a gay; he was an Evid. Right, but could he have been? A, was he a kosher Evid? Yeah, no, he was Evid Kanani. He wasn't Jewish. He was a non-Jew. So had Rimila, he had Mila, and he had Tvila. So he wasn't on his partial status of an, of an, of an Evet Kanani. So today he'd be called a Gair? No. 
I don't know what we called it. We called it Evakanani. I don't know if we have it today, <laughs> such a thing. Not a gay. It's like a, no, it's a halfway house. I'm not sure. When he's freed, and he's freed monetarily, and he's got to be freed with a star, then he becomes a fully-fledged Jew. Mm. But otherwise, he's got the another Evakanani. Now, the interesting thing is, which we show him discuss, is there was a Havamin in the Yerushalmi that they would object him doing a mitzvah. But the Yerushalmi says, what's going on over here? In, in Tfilin, there was no objection. And in, in Sukkah, it appears there was either a objection or a threatened objection, right? That's Yerushalmi's question. So the, the Ran and the Ritzvah, they ask, what's the Havamin that he shouldn't be allowed to sit in the Sukkah? Tfilin, I can understand. It's Kedusha's Tfilin. Smicha, I can understand, right? Because when we say it's of Smicha, I can understand because you're being mishtamish with the carbon. You're putting your full weight on the carbon. You're leaning on the carbon. So that's, that's, uh, I can understand. But what, what, what was going through the Yerushalmi's mind that there's a Havamin should, they shouldn't object? What's wrong? He sits in a Sukkah. What's the Havamin? The Havamin is, they would have objected. Why should they object? So the, the, the Ran gives two, the Ritzvah, they give two Tirutzim. He says two answers. One answer is, because we worried he'd come to make a bracha, right? And it might be a bracha of Atola, which of course will then depend on the Machlokas we've shown him, whether if a woman, can a woman make a bracha on a mitzvah seishas mangroma? If you pass it like Rabbeinu Tam, that a woman can make a bracha on a mitzvah seishas mangroma, so why can't an Evid make a bracha on a mitzvah seishas mangroma? But if you're like the Rambam, that a woman like the Sfadim, that a woman can't, so one reason for the Havamin of the Yerushalmi, that they would have objected, even though they never did. It was a mystery that never was. Right, I think it's a book by Inner Black and called something like that. Right, it never was. But what the Havamina, the Havamina was that they would have objected. They shouldn't come to make a bracha, which means a bracha about Tola. If you hold that you can't make a bracha on a mitzvah, they a woman can't make a bracha on a mitzvah, they grammar. Or, we were, they would have worried that if we let him sit in the sukkah, he'll think he can do mitzvahs, and he'll think he can put on tefillin. And tefillin we don't want him to do, because the Kedusha's tefillin, we don't want him to putting on tefillin. So whatever reason may be, that's the reason why they would have objected him to sit in the sukkah. There is an interesting Onigyontif, which we've mentioned before. Oh, we mentioned it here earlier in this Sukkah, when we did Beitza, we mentioned it. The Onigyontif holds, if you sit in the sukkah, you're not allowed to be nana from the sukkah, right? You can't take the wood of the sukkah and use it for, 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 it's, it's asabah, no, like, uh, like, um, like kodshim, right? You can't take schach off and use it in your plant pot to, to hold your, uh, trailing plant up or something. On sukkahs, not after sukkahs, on sukkahs, you know, after sukkahs, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a tashmishi mitzvah, something else, but on sukkahs, it's got din of kedusha, right? We saw that earlier, it's like a chag, chag, it's got the din of a chag, it's got din of a korban. Says the onig yontav, that to sit in the sukkah when you're not chayev, that's awesome. Because you're having Hanor from the sukkah. And you're not being Mekai in the mitzvah. So according to him, if you sit in the sukkah in the rain, you're doing an Issa, maybe an Issa Because you're having Hanor from the sukkah when you're not supposed to be having Hanor from the sukkah. So the Akhredim argue with him. Because they say the Issa of Hanor from a sukkah is only where that Hanor contra- contradicts and conflicts with the mitzvah. So for example, you've got twigs on your, on your schach. You take a piece, a, a, a little piece of wood off to, 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 to use as a toothpick. So that contradicts the mitzvah, because that piece of schach was supposed to be up there doing the mitzvah, now I've taken it away from the mitzvah. But to sit in the sukkah, or to lean, well, you can't lean against the wall of the sukkah, I'm leaning against the wall of the sukkah, outside I'm leaning against the wall. You're not taking away from the mitzvah at all. So that, they say, is not a problem of having an offer of the sukkah. Everybody argues with this, only Gyantav. Says both from Shlomo Zaman and Rebel Yashiv, and then over here they say, from the, this, the kasha of these Rishonim, you see not like the only Gyantav. Because they will ask Akasha, what's the Havamina of the Yerushalmi that they would object to the ever sitting in the sukkah? What's the problem? What do you mean, what's the problem?
problem. By sitting in the sukkah, he's having a no from the sukkah when he's not yotzer the mitzvah. And you're not allowed to have a no from a sukkah according to the only yontav just by sitting in the sukkah if you're not yotzer the mitzvah. The Rishonim don't answer that, they give other answers. So from the cash of the Rishonim, they say, you can see also, not like the only yontav, that there's no issa of having a no from a sukkah if you're in a sukkah and not being yotzer the mitzvah at the same time. Okay. Let's have a look at the Gemara. I think we finished the Rashis. Yes. Says the Gemara. Ask the Gemara. Did he say he was able to lay to It says he put it on. Yes, yeah, so why can't you have an objection to that? Well, that's, that's it. In the Havamin, that's Yushami's problem. Tfilin, there was no problem. We didn't say a word. But Sukkah, yeah, so the Havamin is they made the fuss. That's the, the, Rishami, the Rishami answers that they never made the fuss. So the Kasha never started. But it is absolutely. So That's what women are put A woman could put on to I mean, the life of a mayor put on to And Micha Basshol, there were ladies in our history who have put on to I don't know if it was Rabbeinu Tam or Rashi, then maybe both. I'm not quite sure about that. But yeah, but, um, um, yeah. But the Havamina of the Rishon, this whole Shtikot is in the Havamina. When we thought that they objected over here, so why didn't they object with Tfilin? But you're right. Then the day they didn't. And it was fine for him to do those things. Says the Gemara. Faith the Gemara Kasha. What's his problem of sleeping under the bed? According to the Chachomim. Voleka Soro. There's not ten Tfachim. Targumashmuel. We've already referenced this. Targumashmuel. Shmuel explained it. Bermita Asoro. We're talking a bed which is ten Tfachim off the ground. There's ten Tfachim airspace under the bed. And that is when it's a problem. If there's less than ten Tfachim, it's not a problem. Now, we need to understand what's the Gemara's kasha for leka asora. The Gemara seems to take on as if it's feta complete that you need asora. Now, why? If you learn like Rashi that the reason with the problem of being under the bed is that's an oil mafsik, right? That is an interrupt. Who says an oil has to be ten? When it comes to tum and tara, an oil can be one tefach. So for leka asora, maybe who, who says you need asora? Well, why? Why are you so? It's confident you need our sorrow. And remember, obviously, or if you would have gone into, I don't know, whatever they're called, the bed shops in those days, your standard bed obviously didn't have ten tochim. Because if your standard bed had ten tochim, the Gemara wouldn't have asked the kasha. But a standard bed did not have ten tochim underneath it, 80 odd centimeters. It didn't. And therefore the Gemara says, well, your normal bed doesn't have. So Shemul says, we're talking about a bed that does have. Who says you need ten? Obviously you need ten. You haven't got ten. And if you hold it, sukkah tacha sukkah, like the riff, that's the problem over here. It's like sukkah tacha sukkah. It was shmuel that holds you need ten. There were one, other shits that hold you need one, other hold four. What's the Gemara taking on? It's so obvious without even asking, going any further. There's not ten. Who said you need ten? Why is it so posh that you need ten? So perhaps we can suggest, if you remember the Gemara earlier, we mentioned this last week, we'll just add another shit over here, with the, Gemara, with the Gemara early discussed the kinoifes, which was the canopy, the four-poster bed with the canopy. And there the halacha was that you can't sleep in a four-poster bed with a can- if there's a canopy above you and you're in the bed, even if there's less than ten tefachim airspace. So you're in a four-poster bed where the canopy is six tefachim, seven tefachim above the bed. You cannot, if you sleep in that canopy, you're not going to be yotzim mitzvah sukkah. So the Rishonim discussed, the Gemara actually doesn't ask this, what's the difference? between the bed that requires ten tfachim underneath it, and the canopy bed, your kinofas, your four-poster bed, well, you don't need ten tfachim. With the bed, it's only a problem if the, the, oh, the base above means ten tfachim. 
from the off the ground. But when I'm lying in a full post of bed, even if the canopy above me on the full post of bed is less than ten tefachim from the bed, the top of the bed, it's no good. What's the difference? So the Ram says that the answer they give is that kinofes is called kavua, and, the, and, and a mitzvah is called is not called kavua. So the Ram says, what's the difference? The difference is, and we mentioned this last week, that the bed is not manufactured and designed to have a an oil underneath it. The bed is meant a bed is there for lying on. The bed is there for sleeping on. It just so happens that you want, don't want the bed on the floor. You don't want the draft, you don't want the damp or whatever the case may be. Maybe you need a space underneath it. The Gemara later we'll talk about it. But it's not manufactured for that space. The bed is meant, the primary purpose of the bed is to sleep on. It's incidental that the space underneath is there. So it's a real array. That's the run. The difference between the, the kinofas, that's meant to be like that. That's a four-poster bed. Four-poster bed is that you go into this bed and you've got this oil above you. That is a, you want that, you want that tent above you, you want that enclosed area space. That's what a four-poster bed is. So therefore, since you want it, it's kavua, less than ten is a problem. Whereas under the bed, which is really sort of, not really a space, it just happens to be there, it's so aray, you need ten. The tazah is a different answer. And the Taz said that the difference between the bed and the kinofes is why, the, why is the kinofes kavua and the mitzah not? Because the airspace in the four canopy bed is always there. If you're under that four poster bed, then that airspace, even if you move the bed around, but relative to the bed, the airspace is there. This is my bed, there's my canopy. So even if I cart the bed around, it's the same airspace, which is my oil. But the, under the bed, as soon as you move the bed around, it's different airspace. I move from A to B to C to D. It's not the same airspace. It's completely different airspace. When it's over here, it's this airspace. When it's over there, it's that airspace. Because it's relative to the ground that it's standing on. I've got a bed. Right? And there's ground. Now that ground is fixed. It's the bed that I need two things to define an airspace. I need a bottom base and a top. That's how I define an airspace. So with the ground, the ground is fixed. It's the bed that moves around. So it's, every time I move the bed, it's a different airspace. But with a four-poster bed, what defines the space? The top of the bed, sheets on the top of the bed, and the canopy. They're, they are relatively, relative to each other, they're fixed. They don't move around, slide around. Wherever I move, those two move with. So that's called kavua, the airspace. That's not changing, because the, the two, together, relative to each other, never move. So they never move, that's called kavua. Therefore, I don't need tents for him. But when it comes to a bed on the floor, this table is, as an example, the, the, the top the top definition moves, the bottom doesn't. So every time I've got a different airspace. And therefore it's called in a kavua. So it could be that's the havamin of the Gemara. The Gemara understands that a mitah is so temporary, either because it's not meant to be, I don't need the airspace, it's meant for sleeping on, on top, not sleeping under, Right? Or because it's a totally movable airspace as the bed gets moved around from literally one minute to the other, the airspace is now here today and gone in the next minute. So it's so aridic, the Gemara takes on misvar you need tent for him. Because it's a, it's a, it's a gargonish, this airspace. This oil over here is nothing. It's absolutely, it's completely aride. It's not meant to be used. Right? The whole mitzvah is made to be used on top. And the whole thing is so temporary, you move the bed around, the whole oil's gone, it's gone somewhere else, it's something completely different. And therefore the Gemara takes on, Misvara, it's got to be ten tvachim, because without that, I've got nothing at all. And that's why the Gemara asks, Walekasur. Toysavus obviously doesn't learn like that. Because Toysavus said, you know, have a minute, maybe Shmuel's going Lishitasai, 
that you need to have, you need to have ten in a sukkah tachas sukkah. Maybe according to the others you don't, right? To which he answers, no, it's an oil aray. But in the Havamin of Tosis you see that the Gemara's kasha is only in Shmuel. Because he wants to say that according to the others who hold that sukkah tachas sukkah is one tvachim or four tvachim. Here also maybe it's one tvachim or four tvachim. Maybe Shmuel is going lishitasa over here. His maskon is, no, it's an Ola Arai and it goes according to everyone, which is what we've said. But in the Hava Amina of Tosfus, that Shmuel is going Lishitase, he obviously understands that when the Gemara asks, Valeka Asara and Targum Shmuel, this is all a put up job. It's only Shmuel that there's a question in, and it's only Shmuel giving the answer. Because according to the other shitters, it could be a different. His maskon is, no, it goes according to everyone. But in his Hava Amina, he obviously understood that the Kasha was only in Shmuel. Are we saying that the, the the space under the bed remains constant if it's moved about? Well, the airspace remains... No, it doesn't remain constant. It doesn't remain No, constant. on the contrary, under the bed doesn't. Because as you move it around, it's different airspace. Well, it's in case because it's in a different place? Yes. Not the distance from... No, because it's in a different place. Oh. Yeah, as I say, if you define your airspace as, as, a, as, a, as a base and a cover, then with the, with the full post of bed... That relative to each other, that base and cover don't move, so that's considered a kavua. Whereas here, your base stays doesn't move, but your 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 cover moves, so therefore it's completely temporary. Okay, carries on the Gemara. Now the Gemara is going to go off on a on a on a on a complete tangent, change the subject until we come back and we have a kasha from from the Mishnah on what we're going to say. But we're going to go completely off at a tangent and and at quite a length on the tangent, but it's an interesting tangent. Says the Gemara. Tanan Hosso. We've learned over then Olas. Echod Khur Shekharuamaim Ashratim, whether a hole which was hollowed out by water or or rodents, Oishachlosai Malachas, or was eaten by I don't know, it must be some sort of chemicals or salt which which made Eretz Malechov Aloisheshev. It made the holes, it made the earth dry with holes. Vachain Midbachabonim and similarly a a pile of stones, the chain svar shall kairos, or a pile of beams of wood, mile ala tumma, they will be an oil on tumma. Rabbi Huda Ima, Rabbi Huda says, kal oil shayna osibid the adam in oil. An oil which is not man-made, again, we'll define what that means, mitzvah man-made, is not considered an oil. Just, just to see what these def- different cases are, um, before we do Rashi, we'll see Rashi will tell us, but if you just want to have a look in the picture book, they've got a, a few pictures, I think I've even got it in over here, if you bear with me a second, page 65, you don't need to, because it's not exactly difficult to imagine, just bear with me one second, which one do I want, um, there's that one there, yeah, so just, as I say, give you an example of a, Chor Sherecharu Amayim 3.30, right? You've got a, you've got a, you've got the waters made a, um, a, 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 a hole under the rock. You've got the, the rodents. He's got little pictures of his little rats or whatever it is he's drawn over there on 3.31. Or you've got the, um, Eretz Malecha, the, the earth is cracked because of the salts and the other, the other things there are. And then, then, then if you, if you look on the, as again, as I say, it's just to, just to um, just to give you an idea, we'll see it also in Rashi. Oh, what's going on here? Um, um, and then you've got your your nadbach shalavonim. You've got your um, your pile of stones. 
Right, on the next page on 333, and you've got your beams. Again, he hasn't drawn a whole pile of stones because it's not necessary. What we're trying to provide over here is that there should be an oil. There should be a covering, an area of, and we'll see what that area is doing. Is it causing tumor to come or stopping tumor, etc., etc. That's what we're talking about over here. And, um, <coughs> um, um, sorry, one second. Let's go back to that first picture. Um, and, 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 and you can imagine you've got tumor under that, under that uh, um, um, hole that's made next to the ship there, where there's the arrow on 330 as an example. You've got, you've got, you've got tumor over there. Will this hole, will this tafakh block the tumor, bring the tumor if there's two things underneath it? That's what we're discussing over here. In the Chachamim there's an oil over here. So it's an oil like any other oil, right? It doesn't matter if it was made by rodents or whether it's made by water, or whether it's made by, by, by the earth in itself being dry, and chemicals, salts, and natural salts, whatever, is irrelevant. It's an oil, and we'll see what the problems it does or doesn't create. And Rabbi Yudha says, no, it's got to be Bidei Odom. And these are not Bidei Odom. Again, we'll see what Bidei Odom means. These are not Bidei Odom. These are all naturally occur- occurring things. And therefore, it's, it's, it's not considered, it won't make it an oil. You'll tell me and say, what do you mean? But the, 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 the pile of wood and stones, that was Bidei Odom. I mean, who piled them up? It wasn't the, you know, the, the elves didn't do it in the middle of the night when they finished with the shoes. It wasn't who made them, right? So the, the, the we'll see in Rashi. The that's tumor has to be man-made. Not the tumor, the oil has to be man-made. Or has to be man-made as an oil. The oil has to be man-made, but not the tumor. But it can become tumor if it's not man-made. That's the machlik. Right. So let's have a look at Rashi. Let's just have a look at the first Rashi. So Rashi says, "What? What is this? What are we? What? What is this? Um, 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 whether it's this hole made by this, made by that, or by the other, it's it's ma it's mahel alatumah." Says Rashi. It's an unwholesome. The first Rashi, the Gemara. For all is kachoshiv es hamevian. The Mishnah in Orlos reckons those things that bring the Tumah. Now, if you have a look in the Mishnah in Orlos, we did pay Gimel. The Mishnah is Zion. The Mishnah says like this. Tefach al Tefach al Rum Tefach Merubo. You are a Tefach, Tefach Hai, Tefach, Tefach by Tefach, Hai, Tefach Wide. Maybe as a tumor of a chit states before a tumor, it can act as an oil to be maybe as a tumor. So, for example, I've got a plank of wood, all right, and a, a, a table, right, uh, or anything, a bench. As long as it's tefach high and tefach wide, it's maybe as a tumor. In other words, if there's a mace or kazayas a mace and a keili, for example, under that roof covering, then the thing becomes tumor. That's maybe as a tumor. Tefach high, tefach wide, tefach by tefach cube, minimum. And in that area, and it's covered over, I have both a slice from a mace or a mace and a keili. There'll be tumas oil, maybe it's a tumma. And it also acts as a chatzitza. In other words, if a tumma is in there, and there's a tefach, tefach cubic of airspace above, right about the tumma, there's a thing on top, it'll be hurt that the tumma won't get through. I can walk on top, the Kohen can walk on top, he doesn't become tummy. As long as you've got this tefach, tefach, tefach with it. Including the tumor, not including the tumor, let's leave it out for the moment. Once I go to tefach of airspace, tefach by tefach, right, of airspace cube there, above this, above this, this mace, it's chit. So, if I've got a, if I've got a, a, a plank over here, and there's a kzaisman mace and a keili, and there's tefach by tefach, that keili's tome, by the same token, there's a keili on top, so the, it's chit says it doesn't let it go through. That's a dinner tefach by tefach. Then the Mishnah carries on, keitsa. 
example, and it talks about a a a a, a drain under the house. It's got a picture. Three three five. I don't think to bring up on the screen. There's a drain under the house, and it's got a tefach. It's a tefach by tefach in that drain, and there's tum in the drain, and there's an opening of the drain. Let's not go through the Mishnah. It's complicated. Then the Mishnah carries on. Echot chush echoruamai va'ayshrat simanudadar our bit of a chain soya shel kairos. Have you heard this? Says it's got to be also the day order. So the Rishonim argue. So Santa Cruz, what is this going on? Echot chush echoruamai va'ayshrat sim. What are we talking about here? We start off by saying that a tefach by tefach, maybe a satuma, right? It can act as an oil. And it's chaytzeh to finish tumor. If there's a mace, it'll stop the tumor going any further. It won't go straight. Ketad, how do we have this? How so? Okay, mission carries on like we've got over here. Echod, this type of hole. Echod, that type of hole. Echod, the other type of covering. It's it's going to what? It doesn't say what. And the Buddha says they're no good. It doesn't say what. In the mission just says echod this, echod that, echod the other. But chaytzeh shall curse. Full stop. We've got the words over here. So it doesn't say that in the mission. So there's a machlokes, machlokes. The Rambam holds that when the mission says ketzad, right? It's talking about ketzad mevina satum. How? It, give me an example where this tefach by tefach will cause tuma to transfer. And the mission carries on, and it's not any, it's not in any, any, any old tefach. However, this tefach has been created. Echad echad this, echad that, whatever you want. The ra. How does it stop the tumor coming in, going through? And it gives the example of the drain under the house, etc., etc., etc. And on that, the Mishnah carries on. Whether it was for this reason, whether it was made by this, whether it was made by... It's going to what? To block the tumor. It starts off by saying, Tevach by Tevach. Is maybe a satuma and chaytzeit, and then the Mishnah runs on. There's a machlokes we showed him. According to the Rambam, the Mishnah is talking about maybe a satuma, both in the Ketzad and this echod 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 that we've got in our Gemara, which is the last part of that Mishnah. And according to the Rash, no, it's running onto chaytzeit with neatuma. Ketzad is talking about chaytzeit with neatuma, and it's echod echod echod. And therefore, the Tosis Yontov has got a problem with the with the Batanura, because on the Ketzad he learns it's going on Ketzad, on the Echod Echod he learns it's going on Mevim, and he says you can't make the cake and eat it, it's either one or the other. Now Rashi, now you understand Rashi, says Rashi, Tanan Hosom, Ba'olis Kachoshem Es HaMevim, Tuma. Rashi learns, like the Rambam, that we're not talking over here about Ketzad, Mevim, Tuma, we're talking about Mevim, Es HaTuma. Because Rashi learns that the last part of Echot Choshecharomayim, which is what we quote, it's talking about maybe. In other words, you've got this hole made by the rodents and it's covered over with whatever because, you know, they've dug into under the soil or the earth or the rock and therefore there's a tefach by tefach and under there there's a kazais minamate and a keili. It'll transfer tumma to the keili. Rashi learns that the Mishnah is running on to maybe a satumma. Presumably Rashi will learn that the ketan is also maybe a satumma. We'll see in places different shots. Not like the, not like the, uh, uh, not like the Rashi. Let's say Mitzvah next week will seem Tosis different. But what's interesting is, Orochane wants to suggest that the words in our Gemara of Echod this, Echod that, Echod the other, Mahila um, Alatuma. We don't have those words in our Mishnah. In our Mishnah it says, Tefach al Tefach is Mevi, it's Chaitzet, Ketzat, goes into the drains, and then it says, Echod this type of hole, Echod that type of hole, Echod that type of hole. The Buddha says no. 
It doesn't have the words, this, that, and the other. Okay? That we're talking about right? that, they, that they would like Rashi. He wants to suggest that this is a, 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 a riot for the Pshat of Rashi. And the that, that the Mishnah, which we've got a little bit of, I'm not going to be Chaitse Mifneatu. That's shut in the Rashi over here. Mitzvah next week, we'll see them. Tosavus, there's a, a different thing. We'll see how Rashi goes to Lishitosi as he goes to explaining this uh, part of the Mishnah. Shkur. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you very much indeed. Good night. Good night. I, I enjoy the short rashi about Tebbi.